home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. What is the chief end of man? <laughs> Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. This is, this is not the usual intro. Well, no, no. Chief end of man. But it's still good. West Minister. That's right. Catechize. And you know, so you know who this is, don't you? Brian Suave. <laughs> no. No. I mean, it's probably how you got to spell it in order to be able to find it on Spotify. Which is where you can go to get, like, he's got 32. Um, he's, he's killing it over there he, he on Spotify. He is working. And when somebody yeah. is working this hard, yeah. you have to talk about it. Especially when he's going to get to baptism eventually, right? Yeah. He's gonna, that's so nice. Gonna, what do you mean? He went, oh, oh, the baptism yeah. question. Well, yes, yeah, he's yeah. only at 32. In the catechism. I was going to say, he's already at baptism. No, no, no. He's at 32. He's just, already been baptizing people. If we were in the 90s, I'd be playing that one. But, you oh, know. I, I got you. Hey, all welcome to Cross Baltic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chalk Knox, um, the water boy. And, and today is Wednesday. Wait, what do we think? Um, are you, I wish it was beer and Psalm Wednesday. We got to get back to that. Uh, we haven't, we haven't done that. Man. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, why yeah. are you slacking, Pastor? Stick around for the show because actually it's it's really important. Did you guys catch the blaze and what they just did in Iowa? All, all, mm. all of it. It's mm. every last some, minute. There's some kind of earth shattering, you know, tectonic plate movement going on in media right now. Yeah. Stick around for that. The mission of Armored Republic is to honor Christ by equipping free men with tools of liberty necessary to preserve God-given rights. In the Armored Republic, there's no king but Christ. We are free craftsmen. Body armor is a tool of liberty. We create tools of liberty. Free men must remain ever vigilant against tyranny wherever it appears. God has given us the tools of liberty needed to defend the rights he bestowed to us. Armored Republic is honored to offer you those tools. So visit them today at AR, the letters AR, the number 500-500-armor.com. That's AR500-armor.com. So back to Iowa. Yeah. Uh, last week, uh, I'm, it, what happened was I started seeing a couple of videos drop on Twitter okay. from, from the blaze. Okay. Of, you know, Tucker sat down and uh, so uh, was it last Thursday or Friday, I forget which day, the Iowa caucus has started. And it's part of like the the party of the beginning of basically kind of election season for Republican candidate who's going to be a Republican candidate right. against Biden, Camilla Harris, someone that's coming up. Um, Iowa kicked off that day and the blaze had a whole day of media where they interviewed each presidential candidate that, that came. Oh, Trump, yeah. Trump didn't come. Uh, and then they had guests on. It was kind of like this sports center, you know, day of politics yeah, and right. how the blaze crafted it. They had all their hosts there. Of course, our boy Steve Dace was Delano there. Was Delano there. was there. Was yeah. uh, and then they had guest hosts like um, uh, Kari. Kari? Kari? Yeah. I, always, I always go either way. Mm-hmm. I go, Neil, what is it? Kari or Kari? Kari. <laughs> 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 Kari. 
uh, Lake, yep. uh, former just call her Mrs. Lake, Mrs. Lake, um, <laughs> and and so like the the production of it was fantastic. It was it was um, amazing. Yeah, it, you- it was amazing. And then Tucker, I mean, like I felt like there was a little bit of us and Tucker, and how he was doing some interviews there. <laughs> I mean, I think cross Baltic kind of set the standard for this kind of yeah. That's yeah. that's exactly that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and so Tucker was the guy who was interviewing all the presidential candidates, and and he did pretty fantastic. I I would have a couple quibbles. I don't think he pushed uh, Nikki Haley at all. Um, don't really put think he pushed Vivek at all. Um, and I don't think he really pushed uh, DeSantis too hard. But he did push Asa Hutchinson, Asa Hutchinson, former governor of Arkansas. Uh, Tim Scott, former senator in, in South Carolina, and um, who was the third guy? Mike Pence, yeah. v, former VP Mike Pence, also running for president yeah. and everything. But um, we wanted to kind of actually put a little interesting context to what happened in Iowa. We actually got this clip about uh, Mount Damon talking about kind of some of the disruption that's happening in, in the movie world right now. So I think a scenario lots of viewers can relate to is, is sitting on the couch on a Friday night, going through the streaming services, cycling through the movies and, and thinking to themselves, they're not making movies for me anymore. As somebody who's been intimately involved in movie making for 30 years, what are the macro Hollywood conditions behind that sentiment? Well, so what happened was um, the DVD was a huge part of our business, of our revenue stream. And technology has just made that uh obsolete and so the movies that that we used to make you could afford to not make all of your money when it played in the theater because you knew you had the dvd coming behind the release and six months later you'd get all you know a whole nother chunk it would be like reopening the movie almost and when that went away that changed the type of movies that we could make i did this movie behind the candelabra and i talked to a studio executive who explained it was a $25 million movie. I would have to put that much into print and advertising, right, to, to market it, um, what we call P&A. So I'd have to put that in P&A. So now I'm in $50 million. I have to split everything I get with the exhibitor, right, the people who own the movie theaters. So I would have to make $100 million before I got into profit. And, and the idea of making $100 million on a story about like this love affair between these two people, yeah, I love everyone in the movie, but I, that's, a, that's, a, that's suddenly a massive gamble in a way that it wasn't in the 1990s when they were making all those kind of movies, the kind of movies that I loved and, and the kind of movies that were my bread and butter. And so people who like those kind of movies all of a sudden get left on the sideline and we stop seeing those kind of good romantic love stories and at least everything above that budget line, 25 million and down are gone. Yeah. Right. You don't, there's just, not because the, the DVDs are gone DVDs, and everything's streaming. Everything's streaming. You can't now. count on that revenue stream anymore. Exactly. And I'm going to tell you, I remember we, I used to go to the DVD. There was a site for DVD sales and you can see every movie and you would see movies that would, what you used to do is go to the box office to get the box office release. So okay. everybody knew it was out there. Mm-hmm. And then you would knew you were going to cash in on the DVD sales because people say, oh yeah, I remember that was a big movie. Yeah. It went to the box office. I can trust that it's probably going to be a decent DVD. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it more than it's, a couple times. And so yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen and, the trailer. And, and it stayed in the box office for three months, four months, five months, whatever it was. Uh, or just, or just to have any enough. sort of release yeah, and then you, yeah. you compete it. And so there yeah. was a huge sale. Well, that kind of the same thing is happening right now with big tech and big media and um, Fox, ABC, CNN, that those right. networks are forgetting about this other group of people 
who want to have a different type of conversation. Yeah. And, and the Blaze just stepped And the Blaze said, oh, really? So you mean to tell us, this is like Blumhouse, right? Blumhouse did the same thing. They were like, oh, nobody wants to make a $5 million movie? We'll make the $5 million movie. And now our ability yeah. for profit margins are higher right. because of it. Blaze just stepped right in the middle of an opportunity to say, wait, Tucker's here now. He seems to have the attention of everybody. There, no one's talking about the issues that we really want to talk about on mainstream media. Right. Mm -hmm. The Daily Wire, they're not really invested in the kind of political same environment here where yeah. they're hosting, you know, presidential candidates. So they'll this, do backstage, kind do, of talk, yeah, sure, talk stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But the Blaze said, we'll walk right into the middle of yeah. what all the 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 areas that Fox the networks. And, and the networks mm -hmm. yeah. don't want to engage anymore and we'll own that center. And boy did they own that center. Mm -hmm. The conversation and the questions that you want asked to certain people you won't see oh. and um at a typical caucus. I mean what what um host, what mainline host is gonna talk to you about how they've been reading the Bible the last year? Well Tucker might. It's funny in February I was like trying to think about what to do for Lent. I'm not a particularly faithful or virtuous person, but like you try to do something. I already quit smoking, so like what's next? <laughs> and I thought, well, I'm just going to read the Bible. And no, I'm not going to do a Bible study. I'm a Protestant, so I feel like I have a right to kind of read it myself. But the two <laughs> you, things you I have come away with after reading the entire New Testament, and I'm up to Deuteronomy in the Old Testament, is the every, per with the exception of Jesus, every figure is like really flawed. Big time. Like flawed in a way where you'd be like, I don't know if I could be friends with that person. You know what I mean? Yep. Abraham enters Egypt and he's like, oh, it's my sister actually, take her. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I was saying to my wife who was a, who was a religion teacher, I was like, what, why didn't anyone, what is that? And she's like, maybe the point is that God takes people who are not perfect people, not only not perfect people, like they're so imperfect again, mm. I don't think I can have dinner with them, and uses them for these grander purposes. That's the first thing I noticed. The second thing I noticed is that people, while they have free will, of course, and they can make decisions and they live with the consequences of those decisions, they're not really in charge of the arc of history at all. Mm. They are being acted upon a lot. Amen. Okay, And I never really appreciated that because I'm American. And so I grew up with this feeling that we're the sum total of our choices. Well, that's not what I'm reading at all. Mm. Yeah, people's choices matter. You need to do certain things and not do other things. On the other hand, you are not in charge. You are being acted upon by a world you can't see. And that, by the way, is consistent with my life experience. <laughs> He's just articulating well, Calvinism. I know. We're, we're, like, what other... A uh, main Incredible. line media event would have the host of the event, the central host, basically describing how they're uncovering and discovering the biblical teaching of Calvinism. Yeah. As he, and it sounds to me like he's reading the Bible through for the first time in his life. That's yeah, what, that's right. almost what it sounds like. At least straight like. through. Yeah. Or he's reading it through the first time and actually paying attention to it. Yeah, whatever. Um, but, <laughs> but it's, but it's incredible. Um, this is why I think Tucker's been so dangerous these last six months is because he started reading the Bible in right. February yeah. and it's, and, and, and then he became too hot to touch for Fox. Right. And now he, now he's here, he's independent. And the Blaze probably paid him his day rate of $100,000 or whatever to be there to do this. <laughs> I've never seen somebody who's unemployed be so jolly. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, he's free. He is. You he's know, free. I, I remember seeing when That's he got right. kicked from Fox. And he's riding around on his four wheeler or golf, uh, cart, golf with his, cart with, with his, his wife, wife yeah. and he's just smiling. I was like, 
I don't think. I mean, you can kind of tell stuff to stage, yeah. but I don't think that's stage. Yeah. I watched Tucker. Got, got no strings on me. Yeah, at yeah. the TPUSA event, which, by the way, was the next day right after this. And I, I want to talk about this a little more, but the, it was like a tent revival meets Dave Chappelle. Mm. And it was. Oh, I think with I, Tucker. I, yeah. I think I saw particular just the clip of him talking about the the cocaine, the cocaine in the, the White, White House. House. You, you guys, you don't understand. Like, and he was playing off the crowd. The crowd know, asked him that I know, question. I know. They're like the coke in the White House. It wasn't yeah. the only one. A couple different times, yeah. he just talked, and oh, yeah. it was like a dialogue between yeah. the audience yeah. and him. And he did yeah. this with no notes. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there, and I'm like. This is tent revival feel. People mm -hmm. are in there raising their hands, you know, ready to accept Tucker into their heart. <laughs> and <laughs> and then but they're laughing so much. And yeah. he's just joy. so yeah. much joy is yeah. coming from him. I'm like, that's why he's he is fighting as a jolly warrior. Yeah. And there's so much I want to say about that. But so when you got that kind of guy that everybody wants to see and you have the blaze coming to this moment. Then you get moments that in people's career, as it should, when they answer stupid questions yeah. like a Asa Hutchison did. If you have a child who says, who's born a boy, I want to become a girl. He hasn't gone through puberty yet. He's say 10. Is it treatment to prevent him from going through the natural process of adolescence? How is that treatment? It, it seems not like treatment. It seems like something else. Well, you have to... Tucker, I hope that we'll be able to talk about some issues. I know that... Well, this is one of the biggest issues in the country, and I think I would every person in this room would agree. <laughs> oh, oops. Now, to be fair to Asa, he just did answer a couple questions earlier regarding the subject. But he was walking, um, ar but, he was, he was walking around the whole question. Because right. Because right. He vetoed some legislation, he did. right? Yes. And, some uh, anti-transgender legislation. And so yeah. that's what Tucker's been pressing him on. And yep. so the, he does, he, this is like the second or third time Tucker asks him about it. But part of the point is that he hasn't answered the question yet. Yep. He keeps talking about, you know, parental rights and not doing irreversible harm. And Tucker's like, but... Mm -hmm. But, but what a, what about it? I mean, how was this not protecting children? Isn't that yeah. doing irreversible well, and, harm? And he's and he's Asa's trying to make the difference between the actual transgender surgeries and the medication that the right. that, and he's saying. But Tucker's saying, but the medications also doing irreversible yep. um, mm -hmm. uh, harm, mm -hmm. and that's what he's pressing them on. And that's when Asa says, "Are we going to talk about some issues?" You yeah. know, but I think that everybody's kind of getting they're mixing on this because this is the same way. This is Frenchian. Like David French argues the same thing. He's like, guys, if we get in the middle of this, we're getting inside of parental rights. Right. And but wait a second, right. we haven't defined parental rights. Right. Yeah. What parents? Are those? The responsibility and duty of a parent is to raise up their children in the proper direction of virtue. Right. Cutting off your members or stopping a boy from gaining testosterone, right. stopping a girl from developing breasts right. is not it's virtuous. It's child abuse. It's abusive. Right. And so we, which David French would say, yeah, parental rights stop at child abuse. Right. He right. Would say that. But then we have to. But he's but he's but he's, but let, he's missing this. He's let the LGBTQ yep. jihad. Influence his define, definition. Yeah, yeah, define right. virtue and abuse. Oh, or is as, have we not defined things well enough of what a parent is? Has the effect of abortion and um, uh, some of the other laws that happened, you know, of uh, uh, divorce in America, have they defined how we think of what a parent actually is and what they're for? Mm -hmm. I think we've messed up the metaphysics of that, that even conservatives are getting that right. wrong. Right. Well, you the, know? the whole dictionary has been it's completely been, wrecked. Exactly. So I don't think these guys are trying to take their marching orders from the LGBTQIA Legitimatequa. Yeah, legitimatequa. Uh, right? I think that they haven't had a Christian, biblical metaphysic to define these things so well, and they're drifting, not knowing it.
Right. Well, they're and but again, I would say they're drifting because someone else is handing them definitions yeah, all sure. day long. So yeah, I, I agree. They're not thinking to I themselves. I don't think the nefarious necessarily. Yeah, I don't think I don't think David French is in the background googling Huffington Post and saying what is the correct definition no. of virtue. Yeah. I don't think he's doing that. But I don't. I don't. When you don't have the anchor going all the way down, um, God made this place. His word is the last word on all things, sure. and you don't have that building out your metaphysic. Yeah. Um, then you're anchorless. You're at your drift, and there are winds of doctrine blowing. Yes. And you and if you're not constantly saying, "I'm going to stay right here," where God says, "This is a mom. This is a dad. This is a marriage. This is a family. This is virtue. This is abuse." Yes, right. Then it's like being at the beach, you know, and you're playing in the ocean, and all of a sudden you look up, and your your you know your your uh, little spot is like 50 yards down, mm-hmm. and you're like, "I didn't mean to move down here at all." Yeah, because if you're not anchored, you're drifting. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the places that for fair, if you're thinking about, OK, well, where do we how do we do that? How do we anchor ourselves? Well, we just got done playing Brian Suve. Yeah, that that shorter catechism and the Westminster Confession of Faith is a great place. Look at the fifth commandment and work through the fifth commandment right. really well. But you know what? In order to get that, you're going to have to start at the first commandment right. <laughs> and work right. all the way through. Well, but yeah. the fifth commandment really does help you understand your duties and responsibility as a parent. To your subordinate, right? Well, and, and I think, you know, going to the first qu- question, and you probably did this on purpose because you, you're smart and you like producing shows. And well, all this kind of stuff. I think but, about that. But, but the whole, this, this, I mean, the first question of what is the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy, enjoy him forever, which means it's not about you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the most radical things. Not about your feelings. Not I, don't, about I, don't, you. I don't think people get it. It's like, no, no, yeah. God is God. It's about glorifying him. And our, our joy is a byproduct of glorifying him. It's not about seeking your own pleasure, your own meaning, your own purpose. It's about, it's about denying yourself and finding your fullness in him. That, that's, that's the most, most earth-shattering metaphysic there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. You wouldn't have thought – I'm sorry, Gabe. Were you going to – I was going to go to the next. Go ahead. You ready? ready? Um, so um, w- w- one thing I want to point out here before we go, Steve Dace – um, I think he tweeted this out or texted me, and he said, "I've been." <laughs> I like how you dropped that. I know. That I know. I was just either it was a tweet or a text yeah, to me. I don't know. Yeah, I or, the or, so I mean, much. or it was a phone call. I mean, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, if he called me, you know, when <laughs> I was over his house, having he a was beer. asking for advice or something. I can't. Remember. I can't remember if um, Elon Musk was tweeting or texting me. Either, yeah, it was just it was yeah, weird. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, uh, memory's uh, fuzzy. <laughs> um, but he said, "I've been to, you know, he lives in Iowa, yeah, and he's been Iowa caucuses all his life since he's been involved in politics." And he said, "I've never seen a caucus." Where the audience was so involved and so for or against. Oh wow! They said Iowans are so kind at these caucuses. Interesting. And they were actually pretty taking sides. Wow! Oh uh, yeah, at these caucuses. And so oh, and you yeah. see that they yeah. clap right. Tucker, oh, yeah. not Asa. Yeah. And oh. so then Mike Pence comes on. Yeah. And and when Mike go ahead and bring that video up and and this to me was probably the most devastating moment yeah. of the Iowa caucus. Now. To be fair, your, the initial response from Mike Pence was not exactly what he was trying to say, but the optics look so bad. Right. But even then, the audience wasn't that excited about Mike the whole interview, and then he does this. I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President. Have you? Thank I, you. I know you're running for president. You are distra- you. You are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't Thanks have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Yeah. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. 
And yet, your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of US tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. I'm running for president of the United States because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. I think Joe Biden has weakened America at home and abroad. And as president of the United States, we're going to restore law and order in our cities. We're going to secure our border. We're going to get this economy moving again. And we're going to make sure that we have men and women on our courts at every level that will stand for the right to life and defend all the God-given liberties enshrined in our Constitution. Anybody that says that we can't be the leader of the free world and solve our problems at home has a pretty small view of the greatest nation on earth. We can do both. A lot of breathing in that microphone. I thought that but, was you for a second. No, Gabe. no, it wasn't me. I am your father. But, so I don't even know. When he said it's not my concern, yeah. I don't even know exactly what he was referring yeah. what to. What was not his concern? What was not his concern? But it initially, yeah. but that sound bite yeah. really sounded like he was saying, I don't care those about, cities I don't, I don't that are being destroyed cities. are not right. my concern. That's And yeah. that clip, no, I, that we, didn't, we played the whole clip, yeah. but the clip ended, the, the clip that went viral ended with, that's not my concern. Right. Yeah. Now, clearly, he doesn't mean he doesn't care about the city. Right, right. But I still don't know what he means. Think, what, what, is, what, what is not his concern? It, so I mean, if 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 the if the executive is the um, the chief of the of the, of the military, <laughs> yeah, and 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 he's in charge of sending military support to various countries, or at least you know uh, uh, recommending that um, to to Congress, who I guess you know has the purse strings to decide to authorize that that spending. Why is it not his concern? Um, th- there was another fight happening on stage. Okay. Okay. This fight happening on stage was between Tucker and Pence. Pence came ready to fight Tucker. Yeah. Okay. And Tucker got his eye off the prize. As a journalist, he knew that he knew what Pence was going to do. And Pence knew what Tucker was going to do. And so Pence tried to bully pulpit the time not to give Tucker yeah. any sort yeah, of Yeah, you rebuttal. watched the whole interview. If you watched yeah. the whole interview. And so he's basically stiff-arming and saying, hold on, Tucker. Wait, wait one second. Yeah. And Tucker, okay, okay. He, he took it. He sat there and he waited. He was patient. He was trying not to be rude. And he was able to finally throw the jab in the perfect place to make Pence fight Tucker and not the argument. Yeah. And that got him to slip. That's right. And Tucker got that's him to point, slip yeah. so that this would happen. Yeah. Now the soundbite exists like he says that's not my concern. He wasn't fighting yeah. the conversation, dealing with conversation. He was fighting Tucker and when he hit, he hit the wrong person. He hit the ref. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and you also He you, hit the ref. You also look You at, don't hit the ref. Yeah, <laughs> you right. dummy. No, what no, are you doing? That never works. It never works. Tucker Tucker juked it. And hit him just right so he and he this is why everybody appreciated Tucker because it showed that he was politicking right and it showed that he was buying his time and so he, he didn't play well <laughs> to the audience and, and that's what was so brilliant about this moment it's not that he just said it's not my concern we know that that's not really what he's trying to say right. no nobody no politician but, in the right mind right but the, but the, but clearly Tucker got to him. Tucker got him to say something and missed his time. And a politician is too polished for that. But when you got a guy like Tucker who knows how to engage in the conversation and knows where the dead bodies are and knows how you fight, it changes the dynamic of what people do in the middle of engagement. Which means if you're a leader, you're going to take the okie doke. 
Yeah. <laughs> you're going to do it. You're going to yeah. do exactly the thing the guy doesn't want you to do on oh, the other side when you're, you doing, when you're doing yeah. foreign policy, right? Yeah. He's going to fall for it because he's trying to be slick and it's not going to work. Right. And Tucker just exposed. And that's the that's the big takeaway for me. He's like, he exposed it. And now Pence is trying to do some cleanup about like, that's not what I meant. That's not what yeah. I meant to say. Of course, and I love you're America. you're in a bad position when sure. you're saying that's and, not what I meant. And Tucker's right. over here and like, well, tell us again. Yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. us again. What'd you say? What'd yeah. you mean? Yeah. Yeah. What is your concern? Yeah, what is yeah. your concern? Okay, so I want to talk about Vevek because I think well, he well, was. Real quick, just one thing. Just one last point here with uh, between Pence and Vevek. This is the one interview where the body language is very obvious. Like Tucker made little eye contact with Pence. Pence made little eye contact with each other. It was, I, I yeah. think to your point, there's like something going they on. Were, I've heard this, before, this before from you, Tucker. But you watch. Tucker is not looking at Pence, even when he asks the question. The it's audience really, is like, hey, yo, Tucker yeah. represents us. You better watch how you talking right. to Tucker. Yeah, he's our boy. He, yeah. he couldn't read the room at all. Yeah. Right. And all and he stumped so much on here, it was embarrassing. It was very, and there's one point in the Asa interview where Asa oh, he like sternly rebukes Tucker twice in a row and he says let me finish the question hold on let me finish the question like really hard yeah and it was just like you can these, do these that. guys these politicians were not reading the room like they normally are good well at. because yeah. they yeah. ain't had anybody yeah. like tucker, tucker. no because yeah. like this is media right this is the fourth estate right. doing their thing and, well, and, and 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 tucker's just being tucker well he's tucker's not just yeah. being real yeah. he, it's not like a bunch of pre-scripted questions no, that, he had no notebook up there they're, they're, he, like you know, if, if they talked about anything ahead of time, right. it was freestyle. That's right. And he was just asking what he wanted to ask. Uh, Tucker is like a bulldog with no leash. Yeah. And you're wondering whose bulldog is this? And the people are like, us, that's ours. Yeah, it's <laughs> ours. Uh, and, and right. So what that means is that he can ask questions without having to answer to anybody else yeah, that's there. Because right. right. he's free. He don't have to answer the box. It's free. different. So I'm going to pull an audible real quick Uh-oh. here at the end. We got we got a couple minutes left. Uh, I want, no, I want to talk. I want to, uh, no, no, no. This audible is important. Okay. Um. Tucker freed himself from Fox. And like we said earlier, you see more joy from Tucker than he ever had. Yeah. He's got rid of some strings that were, I think, prohibiting his ability to be a good journalist, a good fourth estate representative. Um, one of the things that I'm excited about that the Blaze just accomplished was the cable mainstream, you know, historic stream media yeah. was not there. Right, Blaze entered in and took over the whole day. Owned yep. the center. Took owned the center. Yep, with great changed, commentators and, too. And likely, probably changed the way the Republican Party is going to do. Yeah, and, you're right. If anybody you know else does anything, if the Republican Party doesn't do something like this, right. no one's going to trust them anymore. No, no. Yep. And this is this is we actually started this in Idaho in um uh, uh, is a 2018? 2018. I think yeah, we interviewed the lieutenant. Governors, yeah, and we lewd the candidates. We interviewed the candidate candidates for governor uh, yep. on live on stage, live streamed it, and all that stuff. Um, both interviews actually went viral, right? Yep. Um, the lieutenant governor interview, we had we had actually had to back up the lieutenant governor, one of the candidates for lieutenant governor, yeah. on yeah. on what he said about abortion, right? Uh, and then the the uh, governor uh, situation also went viral. Um, and we that that's been one of our goals on cross politics is we we want to. Be reserve the right to ask any question anytime on stage. Yeah, yeah. And we want to change the way people are doing conversations because um, for the longest time, Republicans had been orchestrating their dialogue. Yes, and in everybody a way where, has. where the voters, everybody has, in yeah. a way the voters right. are set up for failure. No, and, right. Yeah, nobody they, no, they don't know the real information. Yeah, nobody's speaking for the voters. No, the the the, the elites. The, the, They're all working together. Yeah, they they have they. This is the gatekeeper thing. That's right. That we've been talking about. They are gatekeepers, yep. and they're and they're guarding a particular 
a protected yep. state where we will a- ask the questions that yep. we think matter yep. and nobody's speaking for the people yep. like they are supposed to. Tucker's finally speaking for the people. Yeah. Yep. He's asking the questions that the people want to ask. Yep. Um, and, so, so, and, and, and this, and this forces candidates to get off their stump speech. Yeah, that's yep. right. It gets, right. this forces them out of the can of, yep. of the, like their, their canned language. Let's get real. And it's, and it's asking them, the, it's the real questions. Yep. Um, in a real way that forces you to, so you get bumped like Pence did yeah. and what, what comes out, yeah. what comes out. And that's, and that's, that matters. That's not my concern. Yeah, that, yeah. And, and, and even granting him all the grace in the world sure. that he didn't mean that yeah. it showed us exactly. But, but that means that you're a politician yep. Yep. and you are carefully crafting everything. And mm-hmm. you know, even if you mean well and you're a decent person, yep. That's not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That is, we need real warriors we, in the White House. We, we need people <laughs> you know? who are not going to just do the pre-fab, yeah. pre-poor question and answers. We've yeah. got it. We've got to get rid of that. Yeah. Hey, it, go ahead. Uh, why don't you go ahead and read the ad for Gravity Jack, and then we'll... Oh, are we going to still do yeah. Vivek? We'll do Vivek. I'm not no, done. No, no, I got, not, one, I got, I got oh, you're not discussion done? on this. Oh, He's okay. not done. He's not done. But yeah. first, Gravity Jack is a full-service digital agency specializing in the development of virtual and augmented reality experiences, mobile apps, blockchain, and Web3 projects. Maybe we should talk to them about our app. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Founded in 2009 as the first American agency to offer augmented reality, they even patented it. Gravity Jack's digital experiences have been a source of innovation for small business, Fortune 500 companies, and the U.S. military. So get your vision in motion today at gravityjack.com. You need to get them back on the show. Okay, Gabe, what did you want to say? We are getting them. They're actually coming down the studio oh. in August. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So Gravity Jack. Okay, so what else did so you I have to wanted, say that you I just wanted to end here. Um, you know, this is hopefully something I want to I want to do. Idaho is actually having their first caucus, presidential caucus ever. Um <laughs> Because there's some really goofy stuff that happened this last year, so we end up with with the presidential caucus happening in March. Normally, Idaho's presidential voting um, happened in May, but now it's happening in March. So I, I would I would love to actually do what Blaze just did in Idaho and whatever Idaho, state yeah. could sponsor us, yeah. and bring us in and do that, run that same play, hmm. and actually bring in you know pastors and commentators to be part of the conversation and to bring in presidential candidates in that state run run that play for um uh for idaho or for you know texas for i think that's a real powerful play that christians should be building and pushing for create a whole day out of it well make it powerful and and this goes to what what knox and i talked about um a week or so ago but like but we're trying to do this here but everybody should be trying to do this where you Amen. are. You've got an iPhone, you got a table, yeah. you got a headphone set, you know, whatever. Um, the, the technology is there. Yeah. Um, everybody has an opportunity to be speaking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think as God blesses and God gives you the gifts and the yeah. connections and so forth, there's no reason why you can't be That's right. um, asking the questions. There's no reason why you can't be interviewing your politicians. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why you can't be hosting similar things. Um, everybody should be getting out there. Uh, we God's given us microphones, given us the cameras. Uh, we have an opportunity to, to do the same thing. If you put in some sweat equity, there the margins are there for you. That's not there for companies like Fox yeah. and everywhere else. Like yeah. there's a lot more. Uh, uh, the margins are larger, and you don't have to worry about. Oh, am I going to fail? Yeah. It's a couple thousand dollars, right? And invest in it. So yeah. if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids? If you have kids, go baptize it. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics.
The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and marrow. Through the Spirit, God's Word changes lives. It cuts us to the heart and reshapes us. As you strive to read and study scripture, having a good set of tools can help. From setting reminders for a great reading plan to word studies and commentaries that shed light on difficult passages to listening on the go, the Olive Tree Bible app can help you dig into the word wherever you are. Olive Tree Bible app, read, study, listen, anywhere.